on the Mariana Olszewski Show, produced and broadcast by Zeus Radio Network for Hair Women Talk. And we're so excited to have you, and I'm so excited to be here today. Um, we have a great hour of questions and answering, and we're going to talk about finance and money and all that good stuff. And um, we're here to answer all your questions that you have about money, whatever it is, from starting a business to getting it together with your credit card, to getting out of debt, to investing, to what's going on with the economy. It keeps going up and down the stock market. Anything that you can think of that's money-related or empowering women around money-related, please call in. And you can call in at 914 338 1186. Again, that number is 914 338 1186. Or you can go to hearwomentalk.com and press the chat button, and we will be happy to answer your questions. And um, just to begin with, um, I am a women's money coach and finance coach, and um, I have about 15 years of Wall Street experience. I started a company called Madison Financial Management. Um, I'm the CEO of Madison Financial Management, and what we do is we raise money for hedge funds. So I've been in the investment world for, you know, I guess since I've been 21 or 22, I worked at IBM Pension Fund before that. So I've had, I've always been around money. Money's always been easy for me. I love to talk about finance. A lot of women asked me when I, you know, I was doing my business a lot. They asked me, you know, what to do with their money, how to help them with their debt, how to start a new business. And I just started answering all those questions. And a year ago, I decided to put that in a book called Live It, Love It, Earn It. And that's my new book. It's um, published by Penguin Portfolio, and it just came out in January. You can find that in any of your bookstores or online or liveitloveitearnit.com. And it's just a synopsis of all these helpful tips and tools to empower women to really create the life they really want and not to struggle around money. So many of us, you know, we just feel like we need to struggle around money. It's so hard. I'll never get enough. I don't have enough. And I don't want you women to think like that anymore. I want you to know that there's a huge abundance of money and everything that you want out there. If you want a new apartment, a new car, a new relationship, whatever it is, um, I can help you with it. And um, so we're going to take, we're just going to take as many phone calls as you want and we'll talk to you about your money problems. And again, you can call in at 914 338 1186. Um, so I figured today I'd start a little bit just so that you get to know me about my background. And I come from a background that I didn't grow up with a silver spoon in my mouth. I actually grew up the complete opposite. So I know how it is to struggle around money and I know how it is to live paycheck to paycheck and not to have enough and not know where the next five dollars is coming from and you know not even to have enough money to go out with friends for pizza I really didn't come from a lot of money I um, I grew up in a small town called Boundbrook in New Jersey I don't know if anyone knows that little town um, and we lived above a butcher shop a real butcher shop um, a butcher shop where you know there's a sausage machine and the deer are hanging in the window and that's where we lived we lived on top of a little butcher shop on Main Street in Boundbrook and there were seven of us, so I come from a big family, big Catholic, warm, loving family, five kids, two parents, and I was the oldest, and we lived in a tiny little apartment. It was super small. We had two little bedrooms. We had one bathroom for all of us. 
which I don't know how I could do that today, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but it was um, it was really tight quarters, and if you can't guess from that, we really didn't have any money. And my father was a Ford Motor Company assembly line worker, so he was you know he was out there working on the assembly line, putting tires on cars. And he, he made an honest living, and he went there every day for 30 years. And, um, um, you know, I have a typical American family story. And my mom was a stay-at-home mom with five kids. I don't know how she did it. I have one kid. It's hard enough to do one. And so that's, that's how we lived. And we didn't have a lot of money. We were always budgeting. We were cutting coupons. There was never enough. And that's what I, I grew up with lack. I did not grow up with abundance. Um, but I did grow up with an attitude where my dad was like, take risks, you know, do whatever you want in life, the world is your oyster, you know, he did give us a lot of positive reinforcement to go out there and create the life we wanted it, and he stressed education. So even though my parents only had high school educations, he pushed us to go to college, I went to Rutgers University, I worked really hard, I got my MBA after that at Fordham University, got a job at IBM Pension Fund, and I worked, worked, worked. And around 24 years old, I was working so hard. I was living paycheck to paycheck. I had tons of student loan debt. I had tons of tons of debt. I mean, you can't live in this world, it seems, without debt, because um, there was never enough money. And I just, I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy with my life. I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. I was working in accounting at IBM. And I took the job because I thought the name sounded good, but I really hated the job. And a lot of us do those things. And um, I took the job, and I really didn't like it, and I worked from 9 to 6 or whatever, and then I waitressed at night to pay off student loan debt and all this other debt. And, you know, one day I was driving my clunker-junker car over the George Washington Bridge. The car broke down. I got out of the car. I slammed the door, and I had my moment of, you know, what is going on with my life. And I decided at that moment, stuck on the George Washington Bridge, that I did not want to live paycheck to paycheck and live like this anymore. And the next day, I sat down with myself and I decided I am going to do what I want to do with my life. And what I wanted to do with my life was not be in accounting and live up in Westchester and do what I was doing. It was to go to Wall Street, to start doing investment stuff. If that was always what I wanted to do. And so the next day, I decided I was going to look for a job on Wall Street. I found one. I left my job at IBM, and I started my own business three years later, and it became a multi-million dollar business. So that's my story in a nutshell. But I wanted to share that with all the listeners to say that it doesn't matter if you don't have any money. It doesn't matter where you are today, where you came from, what's going on. You can have whatever you want. I did it. A lot of other women did it. In my book, Live It, Love It, Earn It, there's women. There's stories of 13 women, Diane Van Versenberg, Tori Burch, people who changed their lives, did what they really wanted, follow their dreams, and stop struggling around money. So I just wanted to give you that little quick intro to let you know that I struggled, it was hard for me, and I turned my life around, and now I'm not struggling around money. But it's not easy. You know, it's not easy to come home and to look at all your mail and not wanting to open up your bills is a normal thing. You know, us, we women, we have so much shame around money, like, oh, we don't know how to invest. Oh, we don't know how to open the bills. We don't want to balance our checking account. But that's okay. I'm saying that most of us have that, 
and that's okay but I'm here to empower you to little by little and with the support of other women and the support of maybe an abundance buddy I call it a money buddy or an abundance buddy a friend that's gonna support you through this you too cannot struggle around money and you too can have abundance and and a very very happy life so please call in with your um, with your your calls and your money calls and you can call us at 914 338-1186. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about, you know, I meet so many women, um, you know, at cocktail parties and at different um, functions that I go to. And, you know, so many of them say, you know, Mariana, it sounds all fine and dandy. It sounds, you know, okay, get it together with your money. Stop struggling around money. But I can't even start. Like, I'm just so stuck. I don't want to look at my bills. I haven't balanced my checkbook in a year and a half. And that's normal. A lot of us don't balance our checkbook. I didn't balance my checkbook for a long time. And sometimes I skip a couple months because I'm busy and I'm traveling and I can't do it. So I'm here to tell you to stop beating up on yourself. Forgive yourself for not balancing your checkbook or, or looking at your bills. And know that it's okay. People aren't perfect around their money. And so a lot of women say it sounds all great, but I can't even start. You know, I, a lot of women come up to me and say, I can't sleep because I'm so nervous about my money and not having enough and my husband lost his job and how am I going to pay for, you know, the food. And so people tell me all of this. And the first thing, the first thing I say to, to all of these women is, the main thing that I want to get across is that you have to have a relationship with your money. So people think like it's all a part, it's every, you know, there's, there's exercise, there's eating right, there's sleeping right, and then in another compartment there's money. But I'm saying it's kind of like all together. Like if your money's a mess, then the rest of your life's going to be a mess. So let's just say that again so everyone's clear about that. If your money is a mess, the rest of your life will be a mess. So that means if you don't know what's happening with your checking account and you're in tons of debt, that means that most likely you won't be eating right. You might be hitting the haagen dazs at 11 o'clock at night because you're so anxious around money. Or you're not sleeping well because you're thinking about what's going to happen and how are you going to finance things. So all these things, your money affects the whole other a whole other part of your life and it could affect your work it's going to affect your other relationships because one, if one part of your life is out of balance and we're talking about money today so if the money's out of balance the rest of your life will most likely be out of balance too see it all it all is integrated and all is connected Mar so, Mariana this is Kay and I'm sorry to interrupt you but we have a chat question for you connected to sure. attached to what you're talking about right now and folks this is Kay Van Hoosen and I'm assisting Mariana today in the studio but the chat question comes in from Jenna and she says what is the first step to getting out of debt and getting on the right track that's a great question Jenna um, what's the first step to getting out of debt and getting um, getting on the right track the first step is really forgiving yourself for your debt 
because you'll never be able to get on the right track and get out of debt if you're, if you're and we women have a, a tendency to do this, if we're beating ourselves with our debt, oh, we shouldn't have charged all that money. We shouldn't have taken that vacation. If we only didn't do this, I wouldn't have $20,000 in debt. So I find that most women are still beating themselves up over their debt. And until you can really forgive yourself and say, you know what, that happened in the past, it's in the past, and today I'm going to focus on the present. Until you kind of forgive yourself for that debt, you're never going to even want to look at that debt. And this is a different approach than a lot of money coaches because money coaches will be like, write it all out, conquer your debt. But I'm saying you have to, we have to first look at the, the kind of like integrated part of it. You know, forgive yourself for that debt. You know, write it out. I'm so angry that I have this debt. It's causing me all these problems. I can't get rid of it. I wish I didn't do this. Rip it up and throw it in the trash or talk to a trusted friend and just blurt it all out, like throw it all up, like why are you so upset and angry at yourself? So get rid of that anger around debt. Once, even in relationships, if, for instance, I always tell women, because this is a women's talk show, if we have an old boyfriend and we're still spewing about that old boyfriend, we are never going to get a new boyfriend, let me tell you ladies, if you're still spewing about the old one. The same about your debt. If you're spewing about that debt and how bad it is and you're upset and you're angry at yourself, you're never going to have the clarity to actually pay it off and move on. So ladies, forgive yourself for that debt and it takes a little time to do it and then once you're done with that, put down, then I say get a spreadsheet out and just list all your debts so you're really clear about it. So American Express, $10,000, Citibank, $8,000 and put down all your debt. I owe the web designer $3,000. I owe my parents $2,000. Put down all your debt, not just your credit card debt and list your debt in order of the highest um, amount that you have to pay back. For instance, maybe Citibank has a 20% rate, maybe American Express has a 10%. Put Citibank first. So you want to list the debt, the amount of the debt, and what the interest rate on it is, the rate that you're paying on it to carry that debt. That's really important. Because you want to be aware of how much all this debt is costing you. It's not just costing you emotional and baggage and you, every time you go somewhere you feel like, oh, I have debt. It's, you know, that's one part of it, but you need to be clear about it so that you can actually you know, slowly work on it. And then I say, um, look at your, I mean, this is a bigger question than, than you would think. And then the next thing is really to go into, you can either go on my website, liveitloveitearnit.com, or you can take, take a look at my book, Live It, Love It, Earn It. And we have a fun spending plan. And if you look at your fun spending plan and start getting to know what your finances are, then you can actually allocate a portion of money every month towards paying off that high interest debt. And slowly by slowly, you will pay off that debt. It's really a process. But in the, in, the whole, in the whole thing of paying off debt, there's a lot of different pieces. It's forgive yourself. It's look at your debt now and slowly pay it off. And the third part of it is don't debt no matter what anymore. So that means when you go into a store, I say take cash with you. Take cash. So when you're going to buy another pair of shoes or yet again another sweater or whatever you want, if you don't have the cash to pay for it right there, you're going to say no. So leave those credit cards at home. So there's really three parts. It's forgive yourself, look at the debt and be aware of it, um, and slowly pay it off, and then don't debt no matter what.
Hey, Mariana, we've got another question on the chat line. I'm going to tell you what the question is, and I think Dustin wants us to break for commercial here. But let me just go ahead and give you the question, and then you can think about it while we're at commercial and answer it when we come back, okay? This is from Alicia, and, he, and here's her question. She says, I lost my job. I lost my job, and I had to sell my house for much less, and I lost most of my equity. I wasn't underwater, but didn't take but didn't take too much with me. I am thinking of starting my own business with the balance of the money. Is, is this a good or bad idea? Since I'm unemployed, <laughs> I can't really buy another house. So that's her question, and I'll be glad to read it again when we come back from break, but I thought you might want to think about that. Great, thanks. And um, so we, it is time for us to take a break, and we'll come back um, throughout the show. Please be sure to call in with your questions, 914-338-1186. And I just want to remind all our fabulous women out there um, to call in on 914-338-1186 or you can go to hearwomentalk.com and chat with us and I'll answer all your money questions, every single money question you have, whether it's whether you're 20 years old and you're just starting out and you don't know what's going on in the financial world, whether you're thinking about investing in the markets going up and down and you don't know what to do, whether you're starting your own business, whether you have tons of debt, if you sold your house or if you're buying a new one, whatever it is, if it's related to money or if it's related to starting your own career or a job, I am here to answer your questions. And I think we have a question, Kay. Yes, we do, um, Mariana. It's from Alicia, and she chatted this in. She says, and by the way, for the listeners out there, if they want to get on the chat line, if they don't want to call, they can go to hearwomentalk.com, click on the chat button, and type in their questions. So uh, Alicia's question is this, and it's a long one, so I'll read it slowly. She says, I lost my job and had to sell my house for much less than I, and, and I lost most of my equity. I wasn't underwater, but didn't take too much with me. I'm thinking of starting my own business with the balance of the money. Is this a good or bad idea? Since I'm unemployed, I can't really buy another house. So she wants to know if she should take the balance of that money and start a business. Well, that is a great question. Thanks for um, chatting in with the question. So there's a, a number of different things in this, this question that I just want to talk to you about. The first thing is, is I, I don't know your financial situation. And before you want to take that money and do anything with it, I would suggest that you have an emergency fund. I always recommend every one of my money, my women that I coach to have an emergency fund, which is five or six months of expenses socked away into an FDI savings account. So that basically means that if your monthly expenses, and that includes rent, I guess you're renting now because you sold your house, um, is $4,000 a month or whatever that your expenses are, your basic expenses are, you want to do 4,000 times five or six, which 4,000 times six is $24,000, and you want to have $24,000 in an FDIC savings account so that you can have access to that. And that, and I say that you need that money just in case something happens. You did, you, it seems like you're still, no, you're not employed. You said you're unemployed. So um, that's just in case something happens. That's usually if you get unemployed or if you have a health crisis or if some catastrophe happens, you need to have that money. So before you can put that into a business or buy another house, you really need to have that money. The second thing is, you know, I need to talk to you about do you have any debt? So before you start you know, taking the money that you did get on your, your house by selling it, 
and um, you know putting into a new business or something else you know we've got to look at your debt if you have some high interest debt I would suggest that you knocking off some of that debt after you have your emergency fund that's really important because if you're starting a new business usually you have to put a lot of money into the startup business but if you have all this debt hanging over your head that's not going to make you feel good and you're going to be paying 18 percent or higher on this debt so you want to do the emergency fund you want to get rid of the debt and then we can think about putting it into your business your new business well my question to you is what type of business do you want to start do you want to start something that you know about is it a is it an area of uh, have you always been in marketing or PR and you want to do something very similar and you think you can ramp that up from your house with a lot with not so much expenses like really what I would suggest if you really want to start your own business is to take that idea out of your head and put it down on paper so once you get that idea on paper paper and by the way that is while we're talking about this that is the the main reason that women do not start businesses and men is because they have the ideas in their head and they never put it down on paper so 90% of businesses never get started because they never get down on paper it sounds so simple but it's really hard to put our ideas down on paper because once they're on paper they become real once they're real we can tweak them we can change them and then we can actually do them so I'd say to put your ideas down on paper if you look at my website liveitloveitearnit.com we have a simple five-step business plan which is not as thick as a phone book it's only five or six pages and you can actually put those ideas once they're down on paper into a little business plan and then you can go from there you can look at your financials and see if it makes sense so right now you're kind of like figuring out what should I do what should I do with this money um, if you really want to start your own business I would say put your ideas down on paper make it concrete look at the financials how much money do you think you need to spend in the business put a little buffer in there um, and we could talk a little more about business plans and starting your own business in a couple of minutes but that that's really what I would suggest I would suggest getting it down on paper and seeing if it makes sense and I don't know how much money you know you said you did lose unfortunately some of your equity and you know I, I I'm sorry I, I feel bad you know the whole real estate crisis a lot of people did lose you know a lot of their money or you know even even more than they actually you know a lot even some some people are wiped out you know they they had a foreclose they had a short sale so um, you know be grateful that you did get a little profit off of there some people got no profit they actually lost money um, because of the real estate bubble and burst um, but that's another thing we, we have to look at we have to look at where is our money what do we own what do we owe I suggest that all women and this isn't to answer the question but that all women really make a date with their money and I would say on a Monday or a Tuesday every single week circle it down in your calendar so you don't forget from seven o'clock to eight o'clock at night or five o'clock to six o'clock when you come home from work you have an hour and you make a date with your money and you spend time with your money and that means getting out your bills getting out your credit card statements getting out you can get some sheets some uh... some what you own and what you owe and financial planning uh, spending sheets from my website liveitloveitearnit.com you can download all that stuff or you can get it in my book live it love it earn it and you just look at those sheets you fill them out and you start having a relationship with your money you start getting to know where your money is coming and going and when you do that you can better able to make choices like 
Do I have money for my own business and things like that? Mariana, we've got some more questions for you. Well, first right. of all, I want to go back to one thing that you just said. You re you mentioned where people could find that business plan, a five-page business plan. Could you repeat that one more time before I ask you our next question? Sure. Sure. If you you can go to my website and it's called liveitloveitearnit.com. And if you go to, I believe it's the second page or the third page of my of my uh, website on the left hand side, there's three downloads, and one of them is an example of a business plan. And if you buy my book or you get my book, live it, love it, earn it. Um, there's more in detail on on starting your own business, how to ask for cash, how to start your own business. There's just more details in there about starting your own business and 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 you know how to get from the thought to actually doing it. Wonderful. Okay, now we've got another qu a chat question here from Don. But before we take that, we've got Ruth calling in, and Ruth wants to ask you a question. Hi, Mariana. Hi, I'm, Ruth. I'm Ruth, and um, I'm well into retirement. Have been retired since '95. And uh, I'm planning to sell my house, which I like, but it's the kind of house where you cannot take any of the money out of it. I paid cash for the house, and I spend about 10000 more a year than I'm taking in, and I use my savings, and I, I really feel okay about that. But I think I'd like to tap some of my cash from the house, if not all, and I'm wondering whether it would be a better idea to buy another house or rent, and that's what I've been mulling over. Um, do you have a home equity loan on that first house? No, because you can't get one on that kind of property. You don't own oh, the okay. land. Oh, okay. So you okay. can't get any money out of that house. And you're saying a lot of my money is in this house. Yes. And I don't want to get some money out of it. Right. Um, well, I don't know how long you have the house for. I, I'm assuming you have it for a long time, and it's appreciated in value, and you're making a, a, a profit on it, I would assume. No, actually, I've only had it five years in this market, so I don't expect much of a profit, if any. Okay. However, I paid cash for it, so... Good. Right. Good. Well, first of all, congratulations on paying cash for it. That is fantastic. Um, because you can't get a home equity loan, and I know what you're saying, you um, you do want the money, and you 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 know what, you're well into retirement, and you're spending a little more, and you're happy spending a little more because you're like, this is my life. I want to spend ten thousand dollars more every month or every year, and and you feel good about it. And I support that. Um, you have the money. You can do it. Um, I I would. I would look into seeing if you if there's a property that you really like. You know, go out with a real estate person, look at some properties. You might really fall in love with something that's a little bit less expensive that you might be able to take a home equity loan out and you might feel really good about it. Um, and I don't know how hard this property that you bought is to sell. Um, you might want to talk to a real estate person and ask him, could you sell it easily and get move into something a little less expensive or maybe rent for a couple of years? I don't know how you feel about that. Um, and take the big bulk of the money, the cash, and, and put it into um, you know CDs or, or different types of instruments that are pretty safe because you're well into retirement. I always say that people that are well into retirement should have safe investments. Um, and get a little interest off of that. Maybe you want to look at something like that and then just, you know, rent. Um, so you have a couple of options. I would talk to a real estate person. I don't, I don't know where the property is. I'm, I'm not a real estate expert, but I think that sounds fine. If you have the money and you are able to, you know, 
buy that in cash and now you say, hey, I want the cash because I want it for something else, that's okay. You're not in debt. You have the money and you want to spend free. You want to spend it and you're into retirement and you want to have fun. Um, I, I'm okay with that. I would say talk to a real estate agent and see how difficult that transaction would be selling one and buying something else. And look around. Maybe you'll find something you really like. And think about renting too. Thank you, Mariana. And Mariana, Dustin has informed me that we have to go to break. So um, I want to remind everybody that you can call in with your questions and be put in the queue for questions and speak directly with Mariana at 914-338-1186. That's 914-338-1186. Or you can get online at hearwomentalk.com and use the chat line and we'll answer your questions live. Thanks very much. or jobs or investments or economy or anything like that um, and you can call us at 914-338-1186 or you can just chat in on, online at hearwomentalk.com press the chat and we will be able to answer all your questions we're having fun here today Wednesday morning and do we have any more questions we okay. do yes Mariana we do Dawn has sent in a question she says she asks this how do we learn to invest? How do people like I, who have very little money, start investing when it seems that any decent stock is 10 bucks or higher? And she says, I've got 12 bucks to invest. <laughs> well, Dawn, thank you for that call. And more people than you might think, might not think, ask me, how do I start investing? What do I do with my money? If it's $12 or if it's you know, $200 or if it's $2,000 or $20,000, it's still really the same question. How do I learn about investing and stocks are $10 each? First of all, Don, I would say, please, please, I beg of you not to invest in an individual stock um, unless you are a stock analyst and that's what you do every single day of your life or you're in the markets and you know what you're doing. So most of us aren't in the markets every day. I don't invest in individual stocks because I don't have time to look at individual stocks. I give my money, I either invest in mutual funds or I invest in safe products like CDs and money markets or municipal bonds. Like I invest in an array of different things, but I don't invest in one individual stock or one individual bond or even one individual asset class. And when I say one individual asset class, I mean I don't put all my money into real estate because look at what happened. If I put all my savings and all my hard dollars into real estate and bought a bunch of real estate properties and real estate went down so significantly in the last couple of years, I'd be crying. So I don't invest in one asset class, just bonds, just stocks, just real estate, just gold even though gold's going up right now. You know, I don't invest in one asset class, so I recommend, and most experts recommend, that you invest in a diversification, a diversified portfolio, and that means a lot of different things. So if one thing goes down, you're not hit really hard and you lose everything. So the first thing that I would say, if you're a beginner investor, I would say you must have one or two friends that are pretty investment savvy. 
most of us do. Someone that works in Wall Street, works in the stock market, you know, has some money that's investing, talks about how he just made 10% last year, or whatever it is. And I would just go out to coffee with them and just start talking about investments with them. Just gather information. So I would say for the next six months, talk to as many people as you can. Talk to your parents about investing. How do they invest? Talk to your friends that are smart about investing. How do they invest? And I would also call up Fidelity, call up Merrill Lynch, or walk like in New York City where I am right here. I can actually walk into Fidelity on Park Avenue and say, you know what, I have a little bit of money to invest. You don't have to say $12, but I have a little bit of money to invest. And I would like to know what I should do with it. I would like to start, I would like to talk to someone and see if I can, you know, chat with them about what's going on with investments. And what they did to me was they was like, sure, come on over at 11 o'clock and we'll give you 10 minutes or 15 minutes of our time. And that's their job. All these different places and mutual fund managers, that's their job. They want people to learn about their investments. So they will educate you. And I would just gather information and go to as many people as you can and um, and talk to as many people as you can so um, that is that is what I would suggest to start off with is just gathering information um, and the second thing that I would uh, the second thing that I would uh, I would suggest after you gather information is really um, start yourself reading the newspaper, seeing what's going on, you know, reading, watching the television, and just be more active in terms of investing. And then what I would also do is talk to your banker. You know, I talk to Citibank, and you can sit down with, you can walk into Citibank or mostly a lot of these bigger or smaller banks and also gather information from them. And then I want you to read up on, and the internet's really good about that, read up on different asset classes. So read up on money markets and what are they read up on CDs treasury bills and bonds you know just you know spend an hour or two every week and just read up on different asset classes stocks bonds and then what I suggest people to do is put a little bit of their money into really safe investments and safe investments are usually investments like treasury bills money markets CDs that are for really short periods of time, like six months or a year, and that are basically, you know, the treasury bills are backed by the government. We don't think the government's going to implode. That means that most likely you'll get your money back in six months. So those are really uh, less risky investments. However, if you invest in a stock, no one can guarantee that that stock won't go down. So that's a more riskier investment. And then if you want to go you know, slowly through the asset classes and you could talk to an investment advisor about that, um, if you do want to invest in stocks and bonds, I would suggest a mutual fund that's either a mutual fund for stocks or a mutual fund for bonds and talk to a mutual fund um, person about um, different stocks and different bonds and um, and they'll give you more information so um, a, and a mutual fund the reason why I like mutual funds Dawn is that a mutual fund is a very diversified investment it it invests in a lot of different stocks or and bonds not just one stock not just one bond so you can take your two hundred dollars or your hundred dollars and invest in a whole array of stocks and bonds when you invest in a mutual fund Marianne we've got another great question here do you have time for one more? Yes, I'm here. Okay, we get this from Joanne in Chicago. 
and this is a good one. She says, my boyfriend wants to go to grad school, school and asked me to co-sign on his loan for school. He has bad credit. What should I do? Oh, that is a great question. And what I say to questions like that is, you know what? I'm so, you know, you have a great boyfriend. I'm sure you're very, very much in love like we all are with our boyfriends and with our husbands and with our, you know, friends and we want to help them and we feel like as women we really want to help them. And you know what? I could just co-sign on that loan. But I say please do not co-sign on that loan because your boyfriend that you're so in love with right now and I'm sure you are, you unfortunately might not be with him in two years or ten years and then what's going to happen to that loan? The loan, And if he defaults on it, the loan people will call you. They will call you to to take care of that loan and to make those payments. Once you co-sign on a loan, you are actually liable for those payments if someone if the if the sign if the signee and the person who got received the loan defaults. 